When you say goodbye, yeah, that'll be the day When you make me cry, you say you're gonna leave You know it's a lie, cause that'll be the day When I die Howdy everybody, Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 134, 134 of Justified Pursuit. It's great to be here with you. And there he is, of course, wearing his Astros cap after he's texting me about the Verlander trade, the good counselor, Fairweather, Counselor Chisholm Cook. How are you? This allegation of me being a Fairweather Astros fan is <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> it's hilarious that you tried to utilize the iron law of woke projection back on me. As I oh, said in our text, you your brother is clearly wearing off on you. Mm -hmm. I have been an Astros fan since I was a little bitty. I don't have yes. to watch 162 regular season games a season, frankly, or any of them. Oh, there it is. You have there been super sports fan chism. The bandwagon's here. Grab your pom-poms. Let's do this. Totally raised and like bottle fed the Astros. I'm not I was talking going to about your history. I remember the first time I ever Thank came you. to Portland and stayed at your house, the Astros were on. Okay. There you with go. Your, with your parents. It's, a, it's part of your family. It's part of your upbringing. That does not make you a good sports fan when you don't invest a single minute in watching the defending World Series champion play one now, see, okay, freaking now we, there we go. minute there we of go. baseball this season. Now, we, I, now we've oh, reached wait. the only relevant point I was you, even trying to make, which is that the Astros will continue to own your homely Rangers hmm. as they have basically forever, certainly in the oh, last oh, decade. Oh, 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 just FYI, all-time record, Rangers 133 wins, Astros 129. Suck it. And you go back to 2000s, 2010s. The Rangers were bitch slapping your last place Astros like a redheaded stepchild all yeah. over the baseball diamond. But do you know so what was happening? That do you know bullshit. what was happening during that during that era of last of the Astros? They were building the greatest farm club that the game has ever seen. What do you which think is the Rangers are doing? Which is why they've made four World Series appearances since 2017, and they've won two, which is two times as many appearances and infinitely more championships than the Rangers has ever won because the Rangers have won zero and you cannot divide two into zero, right? So your, your phone, if you punch that into your phone calculator, would just say error. You don't know how uh -huh. math works. Uh -huh. yeah. So all I was saying I know how was, math works when we hey, have guess all what? time winning, we're only a half a game back. We, we are only a half a game back as my mom uh -huh. would say from the Rangers with the all-star break still coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I think. <laughs> Or was that last month? That That's July? how little you obtained. I'm glad you just outed yourself right there. You're a terrible sports fan. That the All Star Game has come and gone. The Rangers, all by the way, set a record for starter starters in the All Star Game this season in the American League. I think we had five of the nine starters plus another pitcher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. World Series games I, w I watched last year. Don't say you didn't watch the World Series. I didn't watch any of the World Series. <laughs> and you have the gall, the audacity to text me, oh, we got Verlander. Did you did you see me texting you? Because I do watch some of the games at the very least. Here's what I love to do because it's like how I grew up. I listen to the games in the ra on the radio. When I used to truck, like it on the radio too. Taking Henry to and from soccer practice. I'm listening to the Ranger game. They've been in first place all season. Have you seen me texting you to gloat about it? No. You guys make one trade 
and you're like, oh, got my Astros hat on. Woohoo! Go Houston. Fairweather Chisholm's here. Yay! Yeah. So I'm not a Fairweather fan just because I don't waste my day watching and listening to sports. Oh, actually, let me pull up the text. I said, my have you watched just... any of it on TV? You know, you said no. TV is for fat, drunken slobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said when I asked if you had if you had consumed one minute of Astros games on television this season. No. Uh-uh. I'm not wrong. <sighs> okay. Anyway, you're a terrible sports fan. I love gra- glad you have your Astros hat on. By the and, way, uh the Rangers traded for Max Scherzer, who has won more Cy Youngs than Justin Verlander. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. It's not like we're not making moves. We also picked up two. How many World Series? M- how many World Series MVPs has he won for a Texas team, though? Oh, he's won a World Series. I don't know if he was the MVP of the world of that World Series. Mm. Certainly didn't win a World Series and win the MVP for a Texas team. Like the Astros might as well be in Japan. I hate the Astros. I don't care where they're from. So getting back to the whole point, Astros they're about to to steamroll past you on their little half game lead that they currently have, which has been shrinking week after week. Because despite your claims, as I mentioned, I check the box scores damn near daily. Sure, sure. That's why you knew that all-star break was three weeks ago, but sure, we believe you. (laughs) There weren't any box scores during the all-star break. Uh I'm not paying that close attention. So you weren't obviously checking. You would have been like, huh. I guess I shouldn't say I'm checking the box scores. There's no box score, so yeah. I check Uh the standings on a regular basis. Sure. That's all beside the point. The only point I was making was, here comes another World Series appearance and likely title, and there's no chance the Texas Rangers are ever going to catch uh, even the number of appearances the Astros have already had, let alone the number of titles, and getting Verlander will only help that cause. And I don't give a damn about your Max Scherzer, Scherzer, and it doesn't really matter how many games I've watched. None of that changes the simple facts that we're the only the Astros are the only team in league history, in MLB history, that has a pennant in both leagues. They've won five total and two World Series championships. I don't know that that's a badge Thank of you. honor to say, okay. oh, the National League doesn't want us anymore. Now we're getting kicked over to the American League. I don't know that that's really a. But something to hang my hat on, but yeah, I don't know sure. that that's how that played out. You, you do you. It's a great look. Uh, all, all we've right. done is dominate the AL basically ever since then. So no, that's not true because you guys mm. sucked balls. Like I said, when you were the disastros and in last place, in mired in futility, trying to lose a hundred games every year for five seasons. So don't act right. like. And all then you we resurrected dominate. like the Phoenix and have dominated the game for over half a decade now. Well, that's how it goes. And now the Rangers are here. Uh, First place, all season Game sixth long. again? Maybe by the Astros in the playoffs. That'd be cool. Anyway, uh, let's move on. So, have remember you seen... Remember Game 6? I remember Game 6. Because yes, I was actually rooting for that game team six. in the World Series. Boy, that Game 6 sure sucked. All right, moving on. Moving what on. a gut punch. Mm. So much of a gut punch, it's a verb. You get Game 6th. Is that a verb? And Craig Biggio still the worst player in the Baseball Hall of Fame. So there's that. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's the most average player of all time that's in there. Um, yeah, except he's got like the second most doubles and like blah, second blah, blah, most blah, blah, most blah, home blah. runs by a second, second most home runs by a second baseman and yeah. How about how about Five, let's move on to China? Number of China. You know, Meta has began uh, removing Canadians' access to all news on Facebook and Instagram. Did you see that? Uh, I saw something about that. Well, yeah. you know that, yeah, they passed that news, you know, Trudeau and his cronies passed that news information act or whatever they call it. I don't recall the exact name, but 
Meta doesn't know how to enforce it with Canadians <laughs> having access to Instagram and Facebook platforms, so they are just going to prevent any news articles from popping up in their feeds. It's like literally, that's Chinese communism stuff right there. I'm glad I don't live in Canada, although I don't know how far behind we'll be. Right. It's messed up, yo. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm going to hand this Biden. I just have a note here that says Biden updates. So go, let's go. Start with. Yeah, I was really hoping we could squeeze one in. Uh, sorry for our very intermittent uh, releases of episodes here in the last month or so, y'all. I was definitely releasing like on the hour every hour for seven days. I got. Speaking of that, you went to the. We talked about your your vacation though. I don't. Did we talk about it on the air? I don't know. I don't think we so. talked about the river. Yeah. No, we yeah, did. We, we caught we caught one episode in there and then took another week off. So. Yeah. But yeah, I had we actually released revenge, and it wasn't good. We released one while I was on vacation, so maybe we've only missed one week. Yeah, we only missed one week. Yeah. But that, that was a weird way to do it because then the topics were like a little dated. <laughs> so we recorded yeah. it. Like, but uh, anyway, we are we are fresh, and this is new, all exciting stuff. And uh, by Yeah, so this is already a little dated because it all became happening last Thursday, which is our normal drop day, mm -hmm. um, which is, as our listeners undoubtedly are already aware and recall hunter had worked a plea deal with the united states uh justice department that was announced what maybe two months ago right where he was going to plead guilty to two misdemeanor counts uh related to taxes i think like failure to pay uh when in fact there are allegations you know it's, it's pretty clear not only was he failing to pay he was guilty of fraud and like you know rigging his taxes which is a felony but anyway he was going to get to plead to a misdemeanor to two counts of failure to pay for like so he actually did it meanwhile they witch hunted trump on tax evasion charges for like his entire presidency that and what 15 other things that they're currently rolling well, out there's a new one yesterday which yeah. we'll get to sorry to interrupt you yeah and then and then, and then the third thing was he if y'all <clears throat> so he had in the midst of his like peak crack addiction when his life was really out of control, he threw a gun away in a dumpster that got found and like traced back to him. And it was like abundantly clear that, that he, uh, lied on his, um, uh, what is, um, ATF paperwork to purchase right. this particular gun because it was bought while he was a crack addict, like a known admitted, like he wrote about it, crack addict. So he was going to get to plead or not, or he was going to get a pretrial diversion, basically like for those, everybody who's probably had a, everybody who's listening has probably had a speeding ticket in Texas. You can go get like once a year, I think a, um, uh, they call it deferred adjudication, right? Which basically means like, Hey, be good for a year. Don't get any more tickets. Maybe take a defensive driving class and we'll just pretend this never happened. That's what he was going to get on the drug, the gun charge. So since it was announced, there was this looming date where a judge, in Delaware had to bless this deal, this agreement that had been reached between Hunter and his, his, his attorneys and the Justice Department prosecutors. That date was last Thursday. Um, a little bit of background on Judge. Um, her name is like Noriega, which is funny. It always reminds me of Noriega from like, I think that was like Panama Canal stuff, right? Um, but it's not. It's Noriega. 
So the media is liking to, you know, they're enjoying claiming she's a uh, Trump appointee and I therefore biased judge. But the truth is, uh, that's not really how that works in a case like this. So when both senators from a given state or from the same party, the kind of understood process in D.C. for appointing uh, judges is that the two the two Cong- the two senators and I I guess they can do this in general if they can come to an agreement it's just not very likely they'll agree unless they're from the same party yeah. either way the senators from any given state get to recommend a judge or a list of judges to the president and the president doesn't have to take it in this case Judge Noriega was actually promoted to the president former president. Uh, Trump for appointment to this federal bench position by two Democratic senators. And so he just said, yep, I'll take your recommendation. Um, made the appointment. It got through the judicial, through the, uh, through the Senate. And so the idea that she's like horribly biased because technically Trump appointed her is pretty well undermined by the fact that uh, one of Joe Biden's successors as a Delaware Senator, because that was his job for 40 years. Right. Uh, actually had his thumb on this anyway they take the plea deal before the judge last thursday and i wish i had said it on the show because then finally one of my one of my predictions would have been undeniably uh upheld you know undeniably realized Hmm. um but i had this feeling just because i'm starting to see the script like the movie has to have like it's a never-ending movie, right? It's like the never-ending story. So there's like, there's never ever a true climax in this never-ending story movie that we're watching. Yeah. There's just like almost climaxes, right? They're just like, it's just teasing you all to keep you watching forever. We know Hillary's guilty. Here's the trial. Oh, no, never mind. There's nothing there. That kind of thing. Right. So this was... I was supposed to get off here, people. Right. Was supposed, there was supposed to be a climax. Right. The climax would work both ways, right? Because if he got his little deal, then the left could say, see, he wasn't doing anything that bad in the beginning in the, to begin with. And the right could say, oh, see the terrible, misju- you know, you know, imbalance of justice, the two tier justice system. It's proved. And, and then we could all sort of limp along to the point where the Bidens leave our lives, which is not far from now. Uh, instead, we got another cliffhanger. Because George Noriega took a look at this and she was like, this is crap. And in specific, specifically, and I wish I had gotten around to reading it, but I haven't yet. Um, but I've listened to Shapiro break it down twice now. So there's two parts to this, right? There's the tax stuff and then there's the gun stuff. Right. And when you read the tax stuff, like the, the agreement in the charging documents, again, he was going to plead guilty to the two tax charges. And normally, if you agree to plead guilty, especially to lesser charges, you get some sort of protection from future charges stemming from the same controversy, right? Same as like what's called double jeopardy, which is like if you get if you get acquitted of a crime, the government can't come back around and try to charge you for that same crime if different facts were to show up. Right. Like they could find the murder weapon after the fact. Too late, you got acquitted, right? So Similarly, if he pleads guilty, there's a 
going to be a, a term sheet, a contract that he may, works out with the Justice Department where he says, I'm pleading guilty to these two misdemeanors because you're going to let me off the hook for anything that happened maybe for the two-year period of those tax charges related to my taxes, right? It didn't say that. There was no deal in there. And so Noriega had looked at everything holistically and understood something fishy is going on. So she asked the prosecutors in public, in a public court proceeding, there's a whole bunch of she. In fact, I think she actually. Let me back up. The night before the damn, did you see this part? The night before the actual proceeding, a lawyer for Biden called, pretending to be from the House of Representatives. Did you see this part? Uh. Uh-uh. So, like the day before he went into the hearing, maybe two days before, sometime early last week, there was another hearing at the House in the House Committee on the Weaponization of Government or whatever, where. I think that was when um, the two IRS whistleblowers had their day before the before the hearing, uh, before the committee. So the guy whose name had already been released, and then there was a dude who hadn't been unnamed, a second like corroborating whistleblower. He finally was unveiled early last week. Was he the one that used to work for Biden? Mm, no, both of these guys have been with the justice. I mean, have been with okay. the IRS for a long time. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. Maybe I read a headline about the, one of the. I thought it was one of the whistleblowers. Uh, was had like turned on the Biden family. Well, that's a, there's so much going on. Yeah, <laughs> there are two IRS whistleblowers who came out about a month ago. You know what's funny though is that KJP won't talk about it because she says Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and then same yeah. private citizen rides around in a taxpayer-funded motorcade and on private charter jets he's living at the white house <laughs> private he's actually he's actually living at the white house currently yeah i know because there no. was, his, his cocaine was there we know he's there there are people blowing whistles all over the place so there's two irs agents who came forward a month ago when they, they, they came forward as soon as this plea deal was announced and said this is bs we had a basically ironclad case we had a commitment from the special from the investigator who had been assigned to uh come forward with tax fraud, tax evasion. Um, you know, guys, he was paying for hookers out of company funds. You know, there's evidence that he was taking money from here and paying his dad's bills over all this stuff, right? Mm. All the stuff that everybody's been talking about on the far right since 2016. They came forward and said, this plea deal is corrupt and BS because we were supposed to hammer this dude. And then after the, being promised by this investigator, that's what he would go forward with. He took it to the Justice Department and the Justice Department reverted back and saying, no, we're not doing any of that. Oh, and they were thwarted along the way because there would be these records and references to the quote big guy. And they wanted to actually investigate Biden himself. And the D- Justice Department was saying, no, we're not doing that. You're not doing that because the DOJ has been weaponized by Biden. They're not gonna, he's not going to use it against. Right. Himself. Well, so that's what these whistleblowers are coming forward to say. Right. So they had come forward early last week. After they had gone on, like the one guy who had named himself had gone on like CBS News, right? But then both of them went forward before the committee to be interrogated and questioned about it. They went on Megyn Kelly that evening. The other guy's name was revealed, right? So he's no longer an anonymous whistleblower. He's a known whistleblower. The night before Biden's hearing on his plea deal, one of his lawyers called the court because there's something in law in loss in lawsuits and in and in criminal cases called uh 
uh, it's called filing an amicus brief. Amicus, A-M-I-C-U-S is Latin for like friend. So it's like a friend of the no, court. I've been pronouncing but, that wrong my entire life. I always thought it was amicus. It's a, ever, it, anytime you start talking about Latin in, in medical or legal realms, everybody says it differently, right? Amicus, amicus, same thing. <clears throat> so right now you're bothered by, understandably, a law that has just been passed in Texas that prevents hunting in riverbeds, which are right. technically public land. You could, when it, like, let's say that somebody actually sues on these grounds, you could come in on behalf of the Lone Store, Lone Store Outdoor Show, hire your dad or me to write an amicus brief to submit to make an argument for the court's consideration in deciding the fact the matter. Right. So, like, it's where you don't necessarily have a dog in the hunt directly. You don't have a standing to sue directly, or you're not part of the criminal investigation directly, but you've got maybe evidence or a secondary concern in the matter that you want considered in the trial proceedings. Right. So the committee submitted those guys' testimonies, those IRS whistleblowers' testimonies to the judge that was going to be decide deciding whether or not to sign off on Hunter's deal. So uh -huh. the night before his hearing, one of his lawyers called and lied to the county clerk or the, the court clerk um, for the federal prosecutor's office there in Delaware, claiming to have been a staffer from, I think, Comer's office, uh, the, the chairman of that committee, saying we want to retract and withdraw that. So they got burned in public by the judge for that bullet BS. And she said she may end up having to you know, pursue sanctions depending on how they recommend, how they respond how to that. How can that guy not be disbarred? I don't know how he's not already disbarred. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they're going to give him, I guess it, it's unbelievable. Straight up called and lied to the court about his identity identity to try to get this removed. So obviously they didn't like what the whistleblowers had to say, but what the whistleblowers had to say, half of which I've already detailed was like, yeah, he had way more. We could have charged him for. And to give somebody in with all of this history, misdemeanors is a complete miscarriage of justice, blah, 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 blah. So the judge asked the prosecutors, given light of all of these new allegations that have come out just in the last month since you, um, you know, worked out this plea deal, are these documents relieving Hunter Biden? Are you giving Hunter Biden immunity for anything at, that he possibly did with regard to IRS code? Um, you know, or is it possible he's still under investigation for some of this? Because according to the whistleblowers, technically there is still an investigation open. And they had to say, no, actually, um, he doesn't have granted wide immunity. This is just about these charges. So probably understandably, Hunter and his attorneys were like, WTF, yo, that's the whole point of this. We're supposed to get off. Right. And then the really squirrely thing that Shapiro points out is, so the the, there was there were two different documents, I believe, or at least certainly, like I mentioned, two different sets of charges, right? There was that two misdemeanor IRS tax charges. They were made no reference to immunity. However, his pretrial diversion deal on the gun thing actually had a sentence in that paragraph saying that his willingness to go through pretrial diversion absolves him, gives him immunity for all IRS related claims. So they tried to backdoor, you know, jerry it around, hide the ball. And so they she first she asked the the IRS, are you saying that he's no longer under under investigation? And they had to admit no. Then she goes over to that page and she's like, Well, so what is about what about this? And oh, by the way, somehow, and this is a legal loophole that I'm not totally familiar with, but she doesn't have 
maybe because of the, the particular jurisdiction of that type of court or whatever, she didn't have authority, constitutional judicial authority to administer and oversee the second deal on the gun charge thing. Hmm. So she actually pointed out, this is probably unconstitutional. I don't have the authority to, through this mechanism, grant him immunity from these mechanisms. This claim, anything with regard to IRS stuff had to be over here in his guilty plea of misdemeanors on the IRS side. So which y'all presented to me, I don't even have the authority to sign. I'm not going to sign it. And y'all need to go take a 30 minute recess and figure out if y'all are on the same page. So they did. They went and they met again. They came back out. And she asked again, all right, so does he have immunity from everything he's ever done with regard to taxes or not? And they were like, no. And so what the Biden camp said, so we're withdrawing our guilty or um, yeah, our guilty plea agreement and we're pleading not guilty to all charges. And they said, okay, come back in a month or two months or whatever once y'all maybe have figured this out. So the whole thing fell apart. Um, and a whole bunch of old S came to light, uh-huh. but in a uh, very embarrassing way. Which brings me back to my uh, growing belief that uh, Biden Joe is not long for this world. Um, Hunter's probably going to have a jet engine accident. Um, and Joe's going to be. Joe's either going to have a stroke uh, that kills him or a stroke that debilitates him so they can take him out with amendment. When 25. he dies, they should not do the they shouldn't do the flags that half mass. They should actually raise him higher. <laughs> Most of you. Um, don't care. But I get don't, you know what? The gloves are off, buddy. I don't care. At this point, I do not give a crap. I don't care. I mean, dude, it, like if anybody needed proof that the justice system, that our justice department is totally rigged, that that hearing alone is all you need. Like, I don't, you know, there's still, I, I was listening to the National Review podcast that I've talked about before yesterday called The Editors. And I've mentioned how those guys are all never Trump, deep state, you know, DC beltway, you know, swamp creatures, right? Who pretend to be conservative until the rubber meets the road and all that stuff, right? And there's a guy, Charles C.W. Cook, the British guy who immigrated here and got his citizenship, who happens to have the same exact last name as mine with the E at the end, who I think I'm probably kin to, who, you know, 99% of what he says I love until he starts talking about vaccines and, you know, trusting the government, even though he somehow is a libertarian, so he doesn't trust the government. You know, they, they call Robert F. Kennedy a kook, right? But they never, ever, ever contend with any of his claims. They just say he's crazy. He's nutty. He's crazy mm. because he he's a vaccine conspiracy theorist, blah, blah, blah. Right? They're looking at this whole scenario saying, we still don't have any proof that Joe Biden took a bribe or violated the emoluments clause, but it sure looks fishy, right? Well, so that, don't we know still... that Hunter Biden took bribes at this point? Like... So that's the that's the connection, right? Is they're, they're, they're actually having Hunter Biden right now, right? So there was another there was another event this week. Now we so can here's I'm, I just have this this uh, tidbit here. Uh, breaking Democrat Representative Dan Goldman says Hunter Biden only put Joe Biden on speakerphone with his foreign business partner to discuss the weather. I guarantee you it was hundred uh, percent snowy with a chance of crack cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that guy Devin Archer. We I kind of failed to clarify all that earlier when I said there's so many whistleblowers because I think you had a little bit of confusion about which whistleblower we're talking about on Monday of this week, yeah. uh, July 31st. Uh, Devin Archer, former longtime business partner of Hunter Biden, who is under 
criminal indictment and can be arrested, I guess, at any given time. He's currently out on bail or something. Um, he came forward <laughs> into a closed door session with the with the House committee. Oh, which, how convenient. Let's protect right, the pedophiles. Closed right. door. Meanwhile, look at Johnny Depp and Amber Heard over here. He came forward on Monday and had a multi-hour session on Monday morning where he was inquired, questioned by both, you know, uh, how Democrat and Republican uh, representatives from the House about all of the old shady business dealings. So the new defense. Now, if you remember, if you go all the way back to 2020, when Trump was hitting Biden about this on the debate stage, it was my son has never done anything wrong. Uh, his business dealings were totally legit. He was a Yale educated attorney so why wouldn't barisma want to put him on their board for eighty thousand dollars a month even though he doesn't know a damn thing about oil and gas and then like what a year and a half ago once the laptop got confirmed it was joe biden has never spoken to his son about business deals mm -hmm. now the newest line as of last week with the whistleblowers and devin archer and the implosion of his uh pleading corinne, corinne john pierre's new line is he has never done business with Hunter. So they did the same thing back in the Clinton Lewinsky saga, where at first it was, she's lying. And, and they did this with everybody, Tawana Bradley or Lawana Bradley, whatever that lady's name was, Lewinsky, all the women that, that Clinton sexually assaulted. The first move would always be mostly coming from Hillary. She's a dirty liar. And then as more and more evidence came out, it was, uh, you know, what does is it mean? What does sex mean? I did not have sexual relations with that woman, but I might have. I might have a shoved a cigar in her cooter. Done that, right? And then eventually it was like, I did all that stuff, but what does anybody care? And then you let that slow drip play out over two week, two month, two year period. And you convince, you know, the mind controlled, like some of our loved ones, nothing to see here. So that's the exact playbook they've been pulling here. Initially, it was Hunter was totally legit. Then it was maybe some of his business dealings were shady, but Joe has nothing to do with it. Now it is Joe never did business with. So the new guy, Devin Archer's testimony was, yeah, no less than at least 20 times we would be at a business meeting and Hunter would call up daddy and put him on speakerphone okay. so that our business associates from Russia and the Ukraine and China and all these yeah. other places. Devin Archer's hear... the one that I, was that I was confused about. He's the one that flipped. like Right. Right. He's the right friend of the Bidens. He didn't work for what she probably confused was Devin Archer used to work for um, uh, John Kerry. Okay. So so no, uh, no, he's like he either worked for Kerry or he's John Kerry's son. John Kerry's son is involved in all this. John Kerry's son, Devin Archer and Hunter all went to Yale together and they're best buds. But I want to say maybe Archer also worked in his office for a little while. Okay. So he does have like direct, like kind of employment ties slash friendly ties to another super high ranking, you know, de democratic veteran. But anyway, uh, so he points out that over 20 times Hunter put Joe on the phone. Um, he did testify cause he was on the Burisma board too. He testified he has no record or knowledge of a payment directly to Joe from Burisma. But that's not what anybody's alleging, right? So the, the these are the cherry point, the, the high high points that the left is cherry picking to claim that nothing to see here, right? The most beautiful one is. So he at some point said what Hunter would sell would be the illusion of influence with his father through the government vis-a-vis -vis his father. 
They're like, all he was selling was the illusion of influence. He wasn't actually selling influence. They weren't changing law and policy based on Hunter's business dealings. He was just, you know. Oh, they weren't? Just, what about that deal with the former Ukrainian president? Exactly. Right. So there was a prosecutor. <laughs> there was a prosecutor. About? So this is this is an interesting little tidbit that I, I picked up on over the weekend. They got that guy fired. Right. By, Joe Biden personally got that guy fired. Everybody has heard and seen the video of Joe. This because it became very popular when they were trying to impeach Donald Trump for essentially not even close to the same thing, but ballpark the same thing. Right. Trump got right. impeached because he told Zelensky I'm not sending you this $100 million aid package unless you help me dig up the dirt on the Bidens. And then a week later, he sent him the money anyway. Well, Joe wanted to get a prosecutor fired who was looking into corruption on of Burisma that implicated Devin Archer and Hunter Biden. And so he bragged on camera about going over there, about going over there physically and telling these guys, one of whom is that guy, Yatsen Yuk, who was, I've talked about that lady, Victoria Newland, being caught, you know, having a, a recording out there when she said, here's who we want to run the country. And the EU, this was after we, in 2014, overthrew the democratically elected government in Ukraine that was friendly with Russia and hand selected our own new regime, which is, you know, the current regime. And she's like, I know what the EU wants, but F the EU. She mentions Yatsenyuk and all that. He goes, he's talking about how I went to Yatsenyuk and some other guy and said, Hey, you're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire that prosecutor. And they, before they were leaving Ukraine, it hadn't been done yet and they weren't going to do it. And so he's like bragging about how we were leaving. And I said, Hey, you're not getting the money. And they were like, you don't have the authority to do that. You're not the president. And he goes, call him. I'm telling you, you don't fire that guy. You're not getting the money. And son of a right. bitch, the guy got fired. That's exactly what he says. You're right. <clears throat> but the defense there is that was in alignment with official U S state department policy because they claim at the time that the Ukrainian government, you know, the one we hand selected was all full of corruption and that prosecutor himself was corrupt. So their defense there is not that he got fired because he was investigating problems that were going to making, he wasn't doing investigations that would be a problem for Hunter, Devin Archer, possibly Joe, but because he allegedly was corrupt and we were trying to clean up their act. So that's their defense there is that he didn't actually change like state department, us government policy at that time that he was actually following policy doesn't matter that his son was employed there. doesn't matter that his yeah. son could have gotten in trouble from the investigation. doesn't matter that Devin Archer is now coming forward and saying the things that he's saying. Cause it, it didn't, their so point let me is, ask you this, what is, what is the end result? Is it going to be the same as with Hillary? Like we're nothing. She just gets away. She skates because there's so much evidence of rampant corruption to the point where we now call it the Biden crime family. Because I want to get, you know, I want to get out my Astros pom poms and be like, yay, yeah, we're going to do something here. But history tells me, well, not with the Astros, they actually do win. But history is going to say it's a completely erroneous comparison because the history Astros are the tells me we shouldn't get our pom poms out because there's nothing to see here. Thank you for that. It's going to get swept under the rug. Although, although the Astros do cheat. So that is kind of. You know, congruent with haven't uh, heard any accusations about that from the 2022 World Series, but Biden, or 21, just saying historically, yeah. you know, kind of like the Bidens, they're, they're blah, blah, dirty, blah, dirty, dirty, dirty. 2017 was so, so awesome. answer the question. Anyway, what does it mean? <laughs> Here's what it means, man. I really think they're going to take that whole family down. Uh -huh. They have all the it's so easy, dude. It's this is going to be so easy. 
It should be. Biden, There's so much evidence. It should be a slam dunk. No, no, no. I mean, to make him go away without having to, like, uh, they're going to be able to sweep it under the rug, but also make the shame him go away. for their party. Yeah, nobody's going to jail. If your question, if you want to see somebody going to jail, nobody's going to jail. Um, Hunter, I take that back. Hunter might go to jail. No way. Um, I think it's highly more likely that he dies driving his Porsche 180 miles an hour um, with high on crack. All kinds think, of drugs in his system. Right. And I, you know, the reality of how that plays out, we'll all have to have, you know, I, I, you create your own illusion. Here, which made me, I needed to point this out. So we typically make fun of dudes in their 50s that still live with their parents. The dude's still living with his parents. <laughs> yeah, they have total him on a leash. Loser. He's an yeah. absolute scumbag loser. Just drain of a human being on society. The guy. But you is, know why he's living with them right now, right? It's because he's still such a disaster. No, I, I, dude, I think he's, they're forcing him to live in the White House because it's the only way to keep him from further problems, right? Banging, Do you remember right after the election, dude? Nope. Right after, not even over after the election, right after Biden took office, he had that big art exhibit and sale in New York where he sold a bunch of his crappy art for like five million bucks. Remember right. that? Yeah. That's come around full circle back again because some gal that bought hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of his shitty art is now has a uh, now has a presidential appointment. Some lady, longtime Democratic donor. Right. Imagine so. Victor Davis Hanson has always said this dude, whether it's the drugs, you know, I think I mentioned on our last uh, recording how I, I heard uh, a doctor I really respect saying that, oh, it, well, it, it was um, Dr. Drew, right? Dr. Drew Pinsky has said that all the drug counseling that he's done with people, drug and alcohol counseling, the one drug that seems to flip a switch in human beings' brains where they're different after that is crack, right? Mm -hmm. Crack changes you for the worst in one form or another forever. This dude is damaged. He's got big time daddy issues as his sister does. Um, I mean, if oh, you remember, on I the saw a, a, a clip from her that just yesterday that, and I don't know where this came from, but it said it was about the diary. And she's like, yes, it's all mine. Really? Did you see that? No. Yeah. 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 We, well, sorry. I should have had that in the, in the, yeah. I should have had the clip pulled up, but new it was S pretty late last late. night. Hmm. Yeah, well, you looked that up. So while you looked, looked he, that up, he's being, he's, they're basically, they've basically got him on like civil house arrest to keep him from sabotaging the family because he seems hell bent on doing so. He, yeah. remember, like, remember what, uh, that second year of this presidency when he, they were renting a $17,000 a month Malibu mansion for him right. and he had all the Secret Service and the Secret Service was complaining about trying to keep up with all of his, they Booker weren't doing anything. Fuel. You and I were paying for that. Americans right. were paying for that. <laughs> for the so, citizen they've literally got him under wraps because if he's free to his own devices he's a problem didn't you say that there's a video of him from the fourth of july standing on the uh the balcony over the yes uh, where it looks like he's taking a bump looks like he hits a bump and that was yeah, right you, before they found the cocaine you can't like unequivocally say yes he just took a bump but he yeah he's behind jill it was like two weeks before they announced his, they found cocaine he, real quick puts his hand to his nose and then goes like that and then i mean that's something cokeheads do right is secretly take a bump they don't think people notice what they're doing because they're oblivious because they're high on drugs yeah and then like yeah well i right think that cocaine that, they just find the cocaine. 
<laughs> I think Okanon in particular, particular also gives you a little bit of an air of invincibility. So you're kind of like, F it, I'm going to do me. But that's not my point, right? It's like, anyway. Well, let me He's give you this time to rest in the White House to prevent him from getting in, getting them in any more trouble. Yeah. The long and short of it is, I don't expect Joe's definitely not going to jail. They'll just let Joe die. Let, I say in little finger air quotes. Poison dart. They'll let him. That's right. Which creates the appearance of a heart attack, which could happen to that man at any given second. In fact, I'm half convinced it's not even Joe already. But could you go ahead and shoot one into Mitch McConnell too, since that guy stroked out on the podium the other day? That was terrible. Wow, that was oh, creepy. Oh, Mitch, dude. the bitch stroked out, stroked out. Literally is sitting there. So Before, he's giving a on. speech. Let me, let me. I got, I got a thought. I got to wrap up on Biden, and then we can All definitely right. talk about Mitch. So. There was a question we sort of left unanswered, which is what exactly is the allegation here as it pertains to whatever Hunter was up to and Joe's role in it, right? The big guy. They've moved the goalposts on this so much so that there's now a representative in the United States House, you know, a congressman in the U.S. House of Representatives who's making the argument that because Devin Archer actually stated on Monday that Hunter was selling the illusion of influence, that means there's nothing to see here. So he would be doing business deals with, in some cases, intelligence agents of foreign nations, i.e. China, mm -hmm. Ukraine, um, some other countries that we're not so particularly friendly with, right? He had all of these Eastern European and Asian business dealings going on where he was clearly, according to Devin and according to this Democratic House member, using his his relationship and they and they admitted this when he did his abc news interview back in 2020 when he was like when they were like do you think you would have gotten all these deals if your last name wasn't biden and he's like uh i don't know it, it's impossible to say there's probably a lot of things in my life that wouldn't have happened if my name wasn't well you're biden. you have a yale degree but you're also a junkie so i would say no. right he only got his yale degree because his last name probably was wouldn't have all of these deals so so the, so the point is <clears throat> what are they now looking for right you had this young man ish at the time going around saying hey look my daddy's the vice president send me millions of dollars we have text messages where he's shaking down a chinese what turns out to be spy agent for his five million bucks claiming he's sitting right next to his dad while his dad was vice president and saying we're going to be very upset and we're going to make your life hell if you don't pay up and within five days i think it was they got their five million dollar wire transfer mm -hmm. right you've got Joe getting on the phone in business meetings as reported by multiple individuals, just, you know, maybe not saying, Hey, yeah, I got y'all's back, but Hey, I answered the phone and nice to meet all you guys. Yep. I know what I'm here for. I'm here just to let you know that Hunter can call me anytime. Right. Right. And they're making millions upon millions of dollars for all of this. So I guess the left's argument now is until you can find an incident where government policy was shifted in the direction of hunter's business partners then you got nothing but i we go right back to but what about this video what about this video where biden withheld a billion dollars to get a, a prosecutor fired who was in theory potentially going to harm his son's interests and it's all the oh same and by the thing way as bill clinton it's just let's just go around in circles oh, and by until the way, everyone gets tired of it and then they'll just forget about it we're bankrupting our country to support Ukraine in this BS you know, military industrial complex war, so much so that Fitch yesterday 
downgraded the U.S. credit rating from AAA to AA, right? So our whole foreign policy is now wrapped up around Ukraine, the very country where Hunter had a corrupt position as a board member of their national oil and gas service. So, mm-hmm. so even their argument is nonsensical on its face because it's clear that today, as we speak, U.S. government policy, whether it's the way we handle China, Chinese balloons, whether it's the way we handle the Ukraine you know, invasion of, by Russia. How about Afghanistan withdrawal? All the yeah. above, right? But, but, but that aside, it's so clear that, that these, four, these past dealings are rippling out in terms of current policy, even if we couldn't prove that, even if we couldn't allege that, why is it okay? according to the left, for the son of the vice president to make millions of dollars off of in business, international business deals with members of the Chinese Communist Party, right? Like intelligence agents for our adversaries. Why would that be okay as long as we can't prove that any quid pro quo was definitively, you know, there? The dude violated FARA, the foreign... What's it called? Um, Foreign Advisor Relations Act or whatever. It's basically like if you're representing, if you're lobbying in the United States on behalf of any foreign entity, you have to register with something called FARA. That's what they nailed General Mike Flynn for uh, and the the other guy from the original Trump campaign for working on behalf of these other countries without having registered. Hunter did that. Well, guess what was one of the things he was going to get immunity from? That. For this new plea deal, right? Hmm. So I, I, I just find and this I'm shocking that their argument is now to tell you that nothing is going to happen. Hunter won't go to jail. Their argument is now he can. It's totally cool for the son of the vice president to sell the illusion of influence within the White House to foreign adversaries, even going so far as the 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 the, the influencer himself jumping on phone calls to help close the deal because it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter because it didn't actually supposedly didn't change our policy. Just that's where they're make at. Any sense that's that's literally the argument coming out of a Democratic member of the House of Representatives as of this week. You know, if we wouldn't now, have we lost can talk about Mitch Senate, McConnell's stroke. Wouldn't have Biden already been impeached? Um, or do you think the Rhino Cucks would have been like, "Eh, we're good here," after all, everything that they did to Trump and are still doing? Let me give you this timeline. What? Look at this. We know, we know we talk about, look at the shiny object so that it, you don't have to pay attention to what's really going on. June 7th, FBI releases documents to Congress alleging the Bidens took a $10 million bribe from Burisma. June 8th, Jack Smith indicts Trump in Mar-a-Lago Doc's case. Fast forward to July 26th, Hunter Biden goes to court and rejects sweetheart plea deal after it was revealed DOJ tried to give him blanket immunity from future prosecutions. July 27th, so the day after. Jack Smith adds more charges for Trump in Mar-a-Lago case. July 31st, Hunter Biden's former business partner, uh, that's, uh, what is his name, Devin? What's the guy we're talking about? Archer. Archer. Hunter Biden's former business partner testifies to Congress that Joe Biden was on over 20 calls with his son's business partners and that Burisma execs pressured them to fire the prosecutor. August 1st. Jack Smith indicts Trump again for January 6th. <laughs> yeah, and as I mentioned in my text to you, along the way, how many different stories about aliens did we hear about coming out of Congress? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and that's how you know Mitch McConnell's not an alien because the dude just stroked out while he was giving a speech right there at the podium, and he just blank stare, blank stare, doesn't have a clue what's going on, and an aide has to come. And Why do we think that aliens would be immune to strokes? I, I don't know. I feel like if aliens are really have infiltrated humans, that they're far superior being than us. Because they well, clearly would have one better of, technology one of, to get here. One of the alien whistleblowers that was testifying either this week or last week, uh, who was claiming to have first, like, secondhand knowledge. He didn't see the, the crash itself, but claiming to have, I guess, direct secondhand knowledge, to know somebody who has seen directly a recovered alien craft. He was asked by Representative Nancy Mace. You know that Republican lady who hates Marjorie Taylor Greene? Um, who did you hear this about the prayer breakfast last week? Oh, dude, is this the one where she was saying how she was in bed with her fiance and that she yeah. told him no? He tried to, can't, yeah, can't he tried to, right now, like, right? And you're at a prayer breakfast, she's at a prayer <laughs> breakfast. This is a Republican lady yeah. who's talking about being in bed with her non husband yeah. and him trying to get a piece before she takes off for work for the day. And she's like making everybody laugh at the prayer breakfast, uncomfortable, dude, but how she had to tell him no. For his morning nookie, because she had yeah. to get to Tim Scott's prayer breakfast. Yeah, so right. that broad. Yeah, but, uh, but the laughs were uncomfortable, dude. If you listen to it, they it wasn't. Uh, you're they so weren't funny. cracking up. Yeah, no, it was a yeah, prayer they were breakfast. Like, Why are you sharing this with Why us? Why are you slut? What are you doing? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> not that I'm judging. <laughs> is it is questioning? I know what you did in college, Chisholm Cook. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I've got my right. <laughs> Thankfully, I've been washed clean. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh i'm innocent though i never did that liar now <laughs> now you've got to go repent again she she's asking this dude who's claiming that he's aware of these alien craft recoveries she said did they recover pilots with these crafts and his response was biologics were recovered with the crafts yet he said yes biologics mm -hmm. were recovered with the crafts and she goes, uh, uh, were these biologics uh, human or non-human origin? And he said, non-human. Mm -hmm. So that, like, to your point a second ago about whether they have, whether they have strokes or not, the, the, the standard line right now is that they are biological organisms. So if they're biological organisms, presumably they have a life expectancy, right? But I also wanted to point out, what are you doing? Who are you looking at? My daughter. She's coming in here with a messing with you. When I tell them to go away, they come back, they write a note, and they put it up on the, the window of the door. So I either give them a thumbs up or a thumbs down or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, in an interesting answer, right? She asked, were there pilots recovered with the crash? And his response was, biologics were recovered. So he doesn't answer the question. It's just, what it's what were these biologics? And then he says, were the, she, then the follow-up from her is not, were they alien biologics, sir? otherworldly her response was were they human or non-human and he goes they were non-human okay so well, okay so they were aliens like what connect the dots people yeah well Can you I know like the, call a spade a spade you know when they launched sputnik the very first rocket ship from russia into space you know what they put at the helm of it right a monkey so who's to say whatever the hell got recovered didn't have some poor furry critter <laughs> sitting in it just to see if you know, the physics of how the damn thing moved killed the dog, uh, which was right. Like it, it's complete they, smoke they and mirrors. Their bullshit. Own monkey in their, in their it's UFO. complete smoke and mirrors bullshit. And I want to make sure that I make very clear because I'm having an ongoing debate with 
my lawyer buddies that I've mentioned on the text threads that we have. One of which doesn't know how to two change thing, tire. Two things can be true at once. Not a different lawyer, buddy. Oh. Two things can be true at once. Aliens can be real, possibly even have visited this planet, maybe even have crashed and been found by the government, and the government can still be using aliens as a psyop. All of, I, definitely they're using this as a psyop, but I also tend to believe that we've probably been visited for quite a long time. So there's that. Well, and just real quick back to the stroke to, to go back to yes, McConnell. It's never become more evident that we have to have age restrictions on these politicians. It's just utterly absurd. I mean, dude, it's, it's like, a joke. It's a joke. Like you can't be up there stroking out, and that's what happens to people in their eighties. They they sometimes get strokes. They sometimes don't know where they are. They sometimes crap their pants. You know what? You belong in an old folks' home, not the second most powerful human in the United States of America. It's just like, it's absurd, but they won't, they won't do that. Probably like the fourth or fifth, but let's not split hairs. Whatever. Um, Yeah. I, I was thinking about that over the weekend. Cause I, somebody pointed out, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's super sharp necessarily, but, um, Chuck Grassley from what Nebraska, right? The, um, ranking Republican on the House on the Senate Judiciary Committee, which is a super important position. That dude's 90 and he's hanging in there pretty well, right? He's been leading these it doesn't matter. laptop and this. Well, so my point is like you're too old. Is it an age restriction or is it a little bit a lot more rigid confirmation of competency? No, you know, because if you dude, I mean you, the reality is 70 you can't run, then we don't have to deal with it. And then we won't Joe Biden had an aneurysm and had a brain surgery back in the early 2000s, and he hasn't been the same ever since. So, like, I would argue that's when he's you know, if you have okay, here's an even better example. No, th- you know what? Those name? are too easy to fudge the test. They'll fudge the test, they can fudge anything. No, it has to be age cut off dude, because that of what cat from said. Pennsylvania. What's that guy's name? The one that looks like a like a bridge fetterman. Yeah, that yeah. guy's what. Not even fifty, maybe. Well, I think he's in his forties. Yeah, catastrophic stroke. There's no fudging that. Every human being that has watched him speak knows yeah, he, he looks is like severely damaged and broken. Bill Belichick when he shows up to press conferences, he's wearing like a cutoff sweatshirt because he's has no. Yeah, idea. You know why he wears those hoodies? Because he's got some giant tumor goiter thing going on that the hoodie covers up. That's like that's a known fact. Like they they acknowledge that he wears hoodies to cover up the disgusting growth on his neck. but my point is that dude wouldn't be saved by an age restriction he's but he's mentally incompetent then have both you should have both you should have age restriction and uh mental competency test where would you put the age cutoff if you're if you're 75 you're too old you can't run once you've hit your 75th birthday you are done on election day if you're 75 yeah so if you're 74 and nine months you could still run you could still i mean there's got to be a yeah so in the in the it's Senate, that would mean you that would mean you could serve to be at least eighty, uh, or I guess at oldest eighty, right? Because that's a six year term, and if you could run at 75, 81, I guess. So it wouldn't Rob? That would not save us from like, well, it would from Pelosi because she's in the House and that's a two year term. But anyway, um, well, then it needs to be younger for the Senate. Maybe, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter because they'll never do it to themselves. So, um, so, so going back to that timeline I gave you, so they, they just released more trumped up charges for Trump. 
Uh, this was interesting, though, because this was uh, ABC. Um, I believe it was ABC. ABC World News Tonight edited. So so this new charge is about Jan 6, and they're trying to say Trump. I, I thought we already have gone through this, that Trump like incited this. Uh, dude, I got into it with someone the other day because they said it was it wasn't a peaceful protest. It was, you know, an organized attempt to coup the government, overthrow the government. I'm like, dude, it was just people walking around without guns. Do you think those people don't own guns? Do you think if they were really trying to overthrow the right. government, they would have showed up unarmed? I bet that crowd has an gun ownership rating well above 95% for sure. Oh, there's no doubt yeah. about it. And yet none of them showed up with a gun. I bet so, 40 to 50% of them have a lot of guns. Yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway, guns. so they're trying yeah, the to spell say worked, Trump man. incited the this attempted government coup. Yeah, even though the FBI had already cleared him of such within months of it happening. Yes. So here is uh, ABC's uh, World News Tonight. This is what they put on uh, television last night. Interesting, because you'll see here that you can, which also is so scary about AI going forward, but that's a totally different topic. But here's Trump. We're going to walk down to the Capitol, and we fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. So that's great, except for they omitted the part where he said, we're going to, March down to the Capitol and peacefully and patriotically protest. Peacefully. Right. And they just completely You know what's, you know what's really awesome, dude? You know what they charged him with this week? They charged what? him with the criminal crime of conspiracy. Oh, yeah. I heard that Isn't he that could awesome? sit in a jail cell uh, Listen, while they're, while they're no, waiting no, for the trial. You're missing my point, right? What has the word conspiracy been rendered down to? Well, it certainly isn't it's uh, pejorative, taking... right? taking it's money from dismissing. Ukraine and then saying it's the illusion of influence. Uh, no, anytime the word conspiracy is used in modern parlance, people have been groomed right. to think you're just a crazy person. Right. The Like yeah. probably the majority of uh, maybe, I don't think a, a huge majority. Cause I think that, that this, that pendulum is shifting every day, but by and large, a conspiracy theorist is a quack as a, uh, a nut job. Right. Oh, you're engineer. just into conspiracies. Well, as I've pointed out on this show many times, conspiracy to commit fraud, conspiracy to commit murder, conspiracy in this case to interrupt a government proceeding is an actual crime in and of itself. Conspiracy to do any other crime. It's a agreement between two or more people to commit a crime. And in fact, unlike the underlying crime itself, you don't actually have to pull off have pulled off the crime to be guilty of the conspiracy, right? You can be thwarted. The law enforcement can get onto you and stop it. You can decide. Somebody could bail, but you could still be guilty of having conspired, right? Hmm. I think there's a boom. I am very hopeful. There's a boomerang coming on this, where the party that's screaming conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory all the time is now charging the conspiracy theorist in chief with conspiracy. Like, first of all, saying all that makes my mind melt. <laughs> like, I don't, I think I got it out right. But do you see well, what I'm getting at? Where it's like all of a sudden they're going to give credence to the concept of conspiracy while they're desperately trying to dismiss actual conspiracies happening all over the place. Yeah. With the branding of the concept of conspiracy as the domain of crazy people. Like, it might backfire where they're like, oh, wait. Been trying oh. to dismiss conspiracy theorists for the last, well, 
let's just say going back to the start of COVID, and now they're going to use that on Trump. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're the number one dismissal of people who question why we're spending all this money in Ukraine, how the vaccine got out of Wuhan, I mean the virus, you know, whether or not these vaccines are legit. All of us are conspiracy theorists, and it's a it's like it's the new age version of being called a racist, right? No, oh, being yeah. called a racist no. doesn't it's, really work they're anymore. Synonyms, because... Dude, a conspiracy theorist is definitely a racist. Oh, they're definitely there's a huge overlap, right? Yeah. On a Venn diagram, which we know Kamala loves, there's a big overlap between conspiracy theory and racism, right? For sure. Even though the percentage of conspiracy theorists in the black community is probably way higher than in the white community. Those people know that the government's been out to get them for a long time. Because they have, yet they still keep voting for the Democrats. That's beside the point. I did see an interesting uh, headline from, uh, it was from, uh, well, it's from Chicago and New York. Black residents of the cities, not real happy with the influx of immigrants. Mm. Oh, yeah. And uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, he said this week, he doesn't know where to put them. Does not know where to put the illegals. There is no solution. Well, there is a solution. Stop letting them in. But then the gall of the the migrants, and I, again, I've always said I do not blame them for coming here. But apparently the migrants aren't real happy with the conditions that they're having to live in. You know what? Go the hell back to wherever you came from. You're not entitled to anything here. You're not even a citizen of this country. Get the hell out. Bye. I have no sympathy for you. I have a feeling that last point is totally media manufactured, man. Like, I, I doubt that there's, I really don't believe that there's a bunch of immigrants. Dude, in that the, like, the New York City video, they're laying on the sidewalk in hundreds because the hotels are at max capacity, which, by the way, the government just took over the hotels and in some cases kicked out veterans. Okay, but just, just like you just, you just demonstrated how they manipulated Trump's January 6th commentary by leaving out some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You can imagine if you're a leftist progressive journalist who wants to see these people be given mansions right without taking the mansions from somebody who had earned the mansion but but you know somehow making many you know mansions like a fairy would you know create some kind of magical thing you can imagine them going up to a hundred people sleeping on the sidewalk that are clearly migrants and being like are you comfortable sleeping on the street in the middle of the summer and then being like no unfortunately these conditions are very poor (laughs) then they just spin it like Look how unhappy these people are with what they've been, you know, when instead they're like, but maybe at the end of that, they said, but I'm very happy to be in America rather than, uh, in Trump's words, the shithole country I came from, Guatemala, right? Uh, Yeah, what is what it is. You know what Um, I mean? Like, that that seems to me like to be that. I tell you exactly what that is, dude. You tell me if you can't agree 100% with this statement. The media portraying these people as being uh, mistreated and horribly you know, handled as, as immigrants in, in these uh, sanctuary cities is an op to try to get more public sentiment to spend more money on the problem, which will only be funneled back into the same thing with the homeless crisis, right? We know yeah, that just none of the money goes pockets, to the homeless. Yeah. All the money goes to the, the board of directors for the homeless organization that all make six-figure salaries, right? And then back around to the politicians. That is the media pulling on the heartstrings of New Yorkers so that they can justify spending more money. They won't help those migrants one bit. It'll just end up lining the pockets of the powerful. Elites. What about this though? Am I right? What, what about agree? this? Do you agree what with about, that? I do. What yeah. about though that this situation to where, because a lot of them, and I've, I've seen Chicagoans say this, 
on camera, they don't feel safe in their own neighborhoods. I'm, well, I mean, that could have to do with the gun violence that's already there. But they're talking about the migrants. So what if, so you have this already marginalized sector of the population, you know, African-Americans, and now they're being marginalized further because of this influx of immigrants that are now taxing on their communities. What if that actually makes them vote conservative? There's no way, right? What if it did? Um, they, can they see, are they, can they, can they understand that it's a Democrat created mess? You know what really is unfortunate here? And you, you're, what you just asked, like goes to the heart of the whole purpose of this show. Can anybody be convinced of anything anymore? And unfortunately there's a, there's a sizable chunk, uh, of this country. And I think we know a few of them who are so well indoctrinated, brainwashed, psyoped by the neuro-linguistic programming linking like racism and conservatism and Christianity and republicanism all together with like the devil, right? That to your point, oh, I, I brought up uh, Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore, the comedian um, who used to go on Tucker all the time. Yeah. This is his own show. I love listening to the guy because he sees the exact same world that you and I see. He got injured by the Pfizer jabs and know he got sold bullshit. He talks about the Uniparty. He talks about the military industrial complex on and on and on. But you know what he calls himself? He calls him a democratic himself, a democratic socialist. And despite the fact that he's convinced that our politicians are now and our bureaucracies are now totally owned by the very, you know, mega power private interests that they're supposed to be regulating, governing, et cetera. He has this magical belief, much like RFK Jr., that all we got to do is get the right, benevolent, perfect, you know, Christ-like souls into these positions, I guess, and everybody can have free health care and free housing and never have to work hard, you know, again, and never be downtrodden or oppressed again, because somewhere out there are millions of flawless, uh, like angelic creatures that are ready to run the government. They just aren't doing it currently. Right. That mm, there's this nice. disconnect in this very smart person's Sounds brain. You like we agree. Me and this guy agree on everything except the solution. Right. His solution is more, better government. And that's because he hasn't My wrapped his brain less, around the idea. Less government, less big. Brain. Right. And that's RFK Jr. solution, too. Right. Yeah. And it goes to the heart of what we're talking about here, which is people like your woke brother and my woke sister. I don't think you'll ever, ever get them to see because I've had talks with Sherry about this. She knows that the policies that her city council in Austin are promoting are terrible. She can't stand them. And when I when she called them, she called them liberals in very condescending terms one day, which I've shared with you before. And I was like, Sherry, those people aren't liberals. They're woke leftists. And she goes, yeah, okay, I get it, right? You're right. Yeah, but that's not enough, I don't think, for her to vote for a conservative. No, oh, right. No. Even though no her way. own husband says she's actually a pretty conservative person. Now, in her case, I will admit they seem to have conversations. We have a more of a meeting of the minds from time to time, I think, than you probably have with your woke brother. Um, although that may be changing, I guess the red pill thing is a slow drip. We've talked about that, right? It's a slow release, time release. So. Will these people realize that it's leftist policies that have left their cities in these disastrous states? I think the biggest problem is those who realize it leave. 
right? And everybody who's left behind aren't educated enough or they're too damn brainwashed and indoctrinated. Uh, they either don't understand the system, they don't even understand what they're voting for, they don't understand how votes and, and parties translate to policies, et cetera. They buy the bill of goods they're being sold about how we're here to help you, even though what they're really here to do is break it off in your ass. And you know, then some of them are just like, Dude, I said this the other day, right, about how the word Russia is neuro-linguistic programming that's actually been groomed into American citizens to be, like, repulsed Negative. by. Yeah. Yeah, right. The word Russia, through media going back to the Cold War, we've been groomed to have an immediate, like, ooh, Russia, bad guys. They're the bad guys. They're the bad guys, right? Hillary used that against Trump. Hillary used that against Trump, and now everybody's using it for Ukraine, right? They've done the same thing with the word Republican. In half the country, 40% of the country's brain, probably, probably 40. The word Republican immediately means racist. Oh, dude, they can't, they can't separate and, the fact that, that because you're a Republican, that, that doesn't automatically mean you're a diehard Trumper. Like, I vote for Trump because he is my representative yeah, for my party. Sure, certainly doesn't have anything to do with race they, either. They right? think like, that because you're a conservative, that you're you're wearing you're walking around wearing a MAGA hat everywhere you go, and are a complete bigot, uh, just like just like Sherry thought uh, that who was it Tucker Carlson just says the N word on TV, like, right? What? Right. What? Jeez, dude. Yeah. The yeah, Republican they've created Party a, they've, freed the they've, slaves. They've cast a spell that has brainwashed a fourth of forty percent of the country into believing things that aren't real, and but, but again, and, and part of it is because there's a vacuum in those people's brains, right? They don't even understand what the difference between, like, I've said this before, what's the bottom line difference between the Democrat Party and the Republican Party? It's the same as it's always been. Democrats love bigger government, more government spending, more government programs, and the Republicans are supposed to, they don't practice what they preach, like smaller government, right? So then you throw in there, okay, so what do we do about inner city crime and, and poverty? And you make it a race thing, right? And the Democrats get to become the champions of doing something about it. We want to give them all the money. And all the people who don't use their brains are like, yeah, that's what we need to do. Because I don't want to go down there and help those people. Fuck that. Excuse me. Bleep that. Use the bleep. It was really good last time. I'm going to have to go shortly. I got a daughter who needs a pickup. Uh, anyway, well, we it's, a it's, a it's a mental and emotional manipulation where those people don't even know. They don't know what they're voting for. I want so badly to ask your brother, my sister, my mom. You know, anybody I know that I think has some sense, uh, certainly anybody that I know that I care about, like, can you name a policy? I've said this before. Just like one policy, one policy. No, they can't. And I'll tell you this. From they the Democratic Party that you one support. thing that Trump has ever said, like on this, in the same vein, I ask every That's time, right. where, show me the thing that was racist. That Where did Donald Trump say a racist thing? Well, where is it? Right. I can't find it. I've looked where. Uh, well, and even I, 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 again, I, 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 even I, I, more importantly, ask him to tell you one thing that Donald Trump's government did that they didn't like. Yeah, um, my, that's my point, right? Is that that's the conclusion I came to in 2020? Is I no longer care about. I'm not going to let myself be man, emotionally manipulated by the lies and the BS of these interested parties trying to warp reality. Brass tacks. What are you going to do? What's your government going to do? How right? much time do you? Really I know. Have? Like. Five or ten minutes. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. There's, oh, I, there's I, a couple other things I want to get to. Yeah. Let's move on to them. I, I, I'm beating. So it, speaking of uh, family, and so you know, I'm on my my family. Uh, no, excuse me. My friend text chain, fantasy football, and it's half wokesters, half 
you know, normal human beings. And this chain actually is seven people. It's probably dominated by the wokesters, I would say. So my Chris, my brother, sends the, you know, Ronnie James just fell over playing basketball of cardiac arrest, 19 years old. The son of the most fit human being on the planet, would you say? LeBron James? Like, so yeah. obviously yeah, the he son has of the greatest, pretty... the greatest athlete on earth. Still Freaking operating good. more or less in his prime. You know what's funny, though? Typically, I mean, that's why he's going to, I think he's committed to like USC or something. Yeah, um, yeah it was at USC's practice facility yeah. that this happened. So he's, he's obviously very good. His dad's one of the most fit human beings, best athletes ever to walk the planet. I mean, they're saying that Bronny is going to play in the NBA. And, right. You know, but he just, just falls over from cardiac arrest. So my brother sends the link to the article. And I, my response was, get your shots. Crickets, dude. Not one person responded. Not one. Nobody said a word. So on the side, I texted my other buddy, Evan, and was like, <laughs> look at this. He goes, what'd you expect, man? The sheep are going to sheep. I'm surprised they that they do. even, you said your brother floated it out there? He is the one that sent the article. And then my response immediate was, get your shots. Night, the son of the most fit person in the world just falls over from cardiac arrest. Like he doesn't have the best genes on the planet. Okay, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's been playing basketball since he could walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, I think that that's... I mean, well, the, none of them are still getting shots, right? That goes back to the, the question of people waking up, right? Mm. Um. We've watched in real time the attitudes on this thing change, right? When it was get your two shots, you know, we had many loved ones who were adamant we were supposed to do that. And then they were like, within two or three months, now you got to take a third. And they were like, but you told me two. And, right. and those two didn't work because I still got COVID. So, no, I'm good. But it was still super important that you get one. And you guys are dickheads for not doing it, even though they didn't work. And y'all yeah. both got COVID and survived. And, but you're still bad people. Now we're going, in the transition the zone. Is they can't admit they were wrong and that they got Yeah, but snowed. they also can't defend themselves anymore, right? So we, we've transitioned from, yeah, well, so, I did so what I thought was right at the time. Is the response, like, we have no comment. <laughs> right. The silence proves that the, that the, that the, that the, uh, that word that I always forget, darn it, um, the conflict in their brains. Internal conflict? I don't know. I don't know what it uh, is. Cognitive dissonance. I always oh, yeah. can't, never can pull cognitive dissonance when I want to say it. The cognitive dissonance is starting to crack because there was a while there where they could still defend getting two shots, even though they weren't getting willing to get a third. Right. And even for a little while, pretending like, well, I think I didn't get as sick because I got it. I remember being told, why well, I got COVID and I, I think I would have gotten more sick. Okay. Then oh, yeah. you should take One a booster. One of the guys well, on the text chain is that person. Right. But did he get a booster? Yes. Oh, he got boosters too. One I'm booster. talking about people who I'm talking about people who claim that two shots were good enough to keep them from dying, but they still don't want to take a third, oh, even yeah. though the government was telling them they had to take a third, right? But meanwhile, all of those guys that are on that text chain are no longer are getting the shots, right? So, uh, one other, I'm going to drop this bomb on you before we go. Uh, so we're sitting around having a late birthday celebration for my wife this past weekend, and her side of the family comes over. It's well, you know, it's documented. I've said I have gay family members. And so my sister-in-laws, um, they, they told me they had to unfollow all my social media and they didn't want it to get to the point where we just can't hang out anymore because I'm always on top of the transgender thing. And I'm like, well, the transgender thing is devaluing your entire way of life because it, it's, it's totally separate. You are still saying you're a woman. You might be gay and I have no problem with that, but you're still a woman. 
they are saying something that is unequivocally untrue. And, uh, dude, it was one of them got up and walked out of the room. You know, it was just, it was, it was bad, bad, bad. Uh, it's been smoothed over, but I left it like this. And then there's no answer for this. So you want to say that you are something that you can never be. And I have to, and how this started was one of them was talking about Caitlyn Jenner was saying how she's leaving California because of all the homeless people camped out in front of her house, his house. Well, that's how I corrected her. And I said, you mean his house? And then my father-in-law was like, yeah, it's his house. And so it, it escalated. And then it's like, well, why can't you just, you know, this is her dad, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, he's, he's on our, he's on our side, right? (laughs) Right. Your wife. And your sister-in-law's father, right? Yeah. My Obviously. wife, which this did not know well, when I said how when I corrected her in said, the midst of all this, when when I corrected one of them and said him, Aaron walked by and gave me a fist bump, just like real, like innocently. And <laughs> she oh, had nice. a margarita, so she was feeling a little good, but and but uh, yeah, I don't think that's that in, well. in vino veritas, man. Yeah, uh, more Latin, so but but I, I used this argument when I was talking to him. I was just like. Can I be can I be African American? If I say I'm African American, does that make me African American? I no, thought they I weren't down with the trans thing, dude. I think they're really struggling with, like, their kids now. Their their oldest is four, and he's he knows no. he has two moms, and so they are. It's like a school thing. Like, parents are being weird to them, and other kids are starting to notice. Well, you have two moms, like, so, and they have friends that are trans, but. They're not down with. So they have to like, with, They're not down with dudes playing in women's sports. They're they're okay. Right. With, you know, it's very hard for them to walk the line. Like, where's right. the, where's the boundary? That's there? that's the that's the leftist quandary, right? Or conundrum is like, where is the line today versus yesterday, and how do I keep from falling off of the line trying to be a good progressive? Yeah. Well, and and one of them has a I think a family member that is trans, and I'm just like it's. I said it still doesn't. It, it, We've talked about it at 18. You want to do whatever you want to do. That doesn't make it true, though. You can do what you want, but it doesn't make it true. You will always be what you were born as. I will never be African-American. You will never be a cat, even if you dress up and call yourself a furry. You can't be something that you aren't. And so for us to have to live in this world where we have to pretend that you can just be whatever you want. And then all of us have to pander to it. I said, that is the difference. That is what I'm not willing to do. And and a lot of it is look at my kids. My daughters play soccer. I am not going to make them. I will not stand here, stand here and allow them to go into a locker room and have to change in front of boys. They shouldn't have to go into a bathroom and feel unsafe. And they damn sure if they were God willing, good enough to play college soccer or whatever it is that they're pursuing, they shouldn't have that opportunity stolen by a biological male and you know is it is what it is but it yeah it, there were there were fireworks at the uh at the smith house the other day kind of out of nowhere and i was like you know if they have to unfollow my social media it's it is what it is i'm not going to stop i'm not going to stop talking about the truth so mrs smith had your back you didn't get scolded and in trouble for this conversation afterwards because it asked the fist bump was pretty innocuous in in, in the beginning of the conversation um Afterwards, she was just like, you can't, you just can't let it, you know, you have to force your opinion on other people. And I said, it's not my opinion. It's fact. I'm living in a world where science and facts matter and they're delusional. So she was, she had your back until things got heated and emotional and then it was your fault. That's partly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love you, Aaron, and I understand what a tight spot you're in. I'm super yeah, pumped. And, and, I, and I respect their their tight spot. You know, they're, they, their kids have two moms, and, you know, I mean, they're thinking yeah. about possibly moving to Colorado where well, it's and, a safer dude, space, which uh, sucks. But <laughs> Yeah, see you later. I, um, I don't want that. I love them. I, I, you know, we spend a lot of time with them. Um, but I think we've agreed just to not discuss this anymore. Do you think has, that they're in an unsafe space? Unsafe physically? No. But now that now that they're they have two little ones, like they're going to do whatever it takes to raise their kids. I think where they don't have to be. Do bullied. they really think that if they move to Colorado, that five year olds are way more like socially adept and woke and aren't going to find that different? I I don't See know. That? Man. I don't know. I know you, you just, know what I'm saying though, yeah. right? Because like I don't think Texas is a place where, frankly, too many people give a shit. It's not illegal. They're legally married here. They legally have children here. They were legally able to get those children, you know, and parent those children. They're their legal guardians, right? So they're they're four, you said? Four and two. Four and two. So they're going to preschool. Yep. Right? And to your exact point, right, there's an underlying deep biological fact-based truth here, right? Like, it, it's not deniable. Those little kids, that's part of how you know this is grooming. This is an agenda. Kids know that there's such a thing as boys and girls, right? Mm -hmm. Kids know, right? And kids know just by observing the ma vast majority of society, most little boys and girls have a mommy and a daddy, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Or at least if they have two parents at home, right? Right. And at some point they start to pick up on somehow it took both of them to make me. And yet I have two mommies and maybe they don't even know how sex works yet. Hopefully not. Pro hopefully not. They don't, but they have but a general understanding. The older one is asking why he doesn't have a dad, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they think that's because they live in Texas. That's my point, right? You think those questions aren't going to be asked if you move to Colorado because what the indoctrination program is better? If you're born in Colorado, do you automatically understand that there's no such thing as gender or sexual, you know, reality or, you know, that anybody can be whatever they want and that two moms is totally like just as normal as a mom and a dad? You see what I'm saying? Like at four and two years old, I don't give a damn what state they live in. They're going to have questions, yeah. right? And their friends are going to have questions because four and two year olds are super observant. And even in but woke I will say Colorado, they told me that there were parents that like it, like pick up and stuff they were friendly with, and then they found out that there was two moms, and now they don't talk to them. I mean that so that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, and you that think sucks. if you move to Colorado Springs, one of the most Christian conservative cities in the whole damn country, that's not going to possibly happen there. I, you know, I I don't think you're going to get away from it. Also, how do you know that's a fact? That's what they think happened. That's what they perceive no, to it. I don't know. I mean, but I am sympathetic towards their situation um, because I love them. They're my family. They're wonderful people. But you know, dude. I mean, I, and I don't. I don't know, and, and I don't. Care I, hear, about I get what their... you're saying. I care about them too. I care about. I, I you know we're not bigots about any of this, right? But my point is. A homosexual lifestyle has always been different. It used to be celebrated. Now we're being told we're not even supposed to notice it, right? I was listening to the, the Daily Wire guys talking about how, like, uh, the reaction to Barbie, right? The left started telling us that the Barbie movie is the greatest thing that's ever happened. It's a powerful statement about feminism and the patriarchy, right? My dad and the right went is to like, go see it with my mom, and my mom fell asleep in the first three minutes, and he had to sit there and watch that thing. He said it was terrible. Your brother did? Is that who my, you said dad. Your dad? my dad. My dad. 
Seventy-year-old sure Guy Smith. But 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 terrible. so the right the right reacts to it being an undermining of of marriage and undermining of family and undermining of malehood and undermining of women. And the view flips out and says, why do these, it's the same as the Bud Light thing. Why do they care if Bud Light, why they make such a big deal out of all this stuff and blah, 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 right? The guys, the Daily Wire guys pointed out, it's like when you walk in, you know, you walk into a Starbucks and some, you know, Starbucks uh, barista's got like a giant, you know, cow ring hanging out of her nose or a ta face tat, right? And you can't help but notice the face tat. Or even better, some broad's got, you know, her cleavage showing. Mm-hmm. And the male gaze is like unden like magnetically drawn. Like you have to really try not to look at a woman's tits when they're hanging out. Right? Oh yeah. And yeah. then they're like, how dare you look? But then why are like, they? Well, you're the out? one who decided to hang your tits out, and you know how men are. You're the one who decided to get a face tattoo, which most people don't have. So you're gonna get looked at. In fact, if you got a tattoo on your face, it's because you want people to see that you got a tattoo yeah. on your face. There was so a girl forgive me for doing exactly what you wanted, right? A girl the gay at the lifestyle gym yesterday that uh, had orange hair, a big old a big old thing through her nose, and tattoos all over her body, and she was not attractive at all. But I'm like, if you didn't want people to stare at you, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't look like that. That's what I'm saying. And I can't and help, so, I can't help so, but look because it's, it hey, kind of looks weird. Maybe your sister in laws were born that way. Maybe it's biological. You know, maybe it's not. I, I believe one choice. of them was, maybe it's and one of them above. wasn't. Like, and, and that's what okay. they will even tell you. But either way, by by living as a gay married couple and having children through surrogacy and all of that stuff, and then raising a children as a gay married couple, you are putting yourself into a tiny little percentage of American society that's completely different than ninety nine point nine 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 percent of all the families that have ever existed. And if you think you're going to make it through life without having to answer some hard questions for your, from your kids, no matter what state you live in, then you're delusional. And if what you want is a world where nobody ever thinks about that, then I'm sorry, you're never going to get that world. Because like I said, kids are born with an understanding of these basic truths. And kids right? will only be ugly, like growing, like he's not. Yeah, you're not, not going to convince immune. a five-year-old not to be a jerk sometimes. Well, it's right? five, try eight or nine-year-old kid. Right. Know? Whatever age. junior high kid, whatever. I don't think it's only going to get worse until probably high school, and they're going to be like, "Ah, it's no big deal." But one one of my best friends, um, that I grew up with since seventh grade, uh, had an older brother. He was the youngest of four. His oldest brother, um, actually, I think died of AIDS. Um, I'm pretty sure he died of AIDS. Uh, but he was gay. Left the house at 19. Totally ostracized by the family. Later in life, like when they were adults, my buddy and his wife became friendly with him before he passed. They were able to reconnect. His wife's uncle is gay, and they're very close to him too, right? So they have a lot of a lot of sympathy, I guess, mm -hmm. to some of the stuff you're talking about, right? Um, in fact, they won't they can't come to our church because she doesn't like and our church is about as open to homosexuality as you can be. They just say, we have to call it what it is. A homosexual act is a sin, no less than a straight act that's outside of marriage is a sin. And we're not going to condemn the sinner. The sinner, you are welcome here, but understand that this is not God's plan, right? That's our church's take. Open arms to anybody, right? And it's still too conservative. And she's like complaining about this particular sermon. And he's like, well, it's in the Bible. She's like, I don't understand why they have to talk about it. And his response was, because it's in the Bible. So you kind of have to talk about it if you're a Bible church, right? And figure out how to 
apply it and, 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 you know, still be opening and, and loving. Right. But my point is he was telling me the other day about how his brother, so his brother probably died around 2010 ish. Oh, nine. I want to say. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, they were friendly at the time. And that was definitely the point where the, the gay marriage thing was at a fever pitch. I think right about the time the Supreme court made it legal. Right. But it was being lobbied for, and everybody was talking about it and States were starting to legalize it. And <laughs> he said his brother would be like, I don't understand why all these FAGSs want to get married. We're not supposed to get married. Marriage is between a man and a woman. We've never been down with that. We don't want to have to be like he as a gay man was saying one of the beautiful things about a gay, at least on the male side, a gay male lifestyle is the fact that you didn't have to be tied down. You didn't have to put up with a spouse. You got to, you know, maybe if you wanted to lock down with somebody for a while, you could. But what's the point of getting married? That was his take, right? Yeah. Well, he doesn't not, even understand. But that's obviously very far from the reality that, you know, my family situation. And I'm I'm so happy I know, for but, them that they that they are happy, he's, that they have a family. Yeah, and he, and he was from an older generation, right? My yeah. my point is my point is it wasn't that long ago where they didn't even look at it as an option that they wanted. Now it's an option that they want, and but they also want some sort of magic spell to be cast over all of society where you don't even get looked at sideways or have somebody trying to figure it out. Like, I mean, dude, like, it's the same thing if you... But should you, you get bump, looked at sideways? How many times have you bumped into... I'm saying it's not possible. It's the same as the boobs hanging out, dude. You not, You're not listening to what I'm saying. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm saying that there are going to be moments in life where because you're in the less than 1% minority, people are going to, maybe they don't even mean to me, dude. Maybe there are people who don't even host the slightest bigoted response to it, but they're like, wait, oh, your friend Johnny's got two moms. Oh, weird. And they didn't mean to even react to it. But then the, the kid sees that there was a re- reaction to it and it circles all the way back around. You know what I'm saying? It's the same yeah. as... It's the same as bumping into the transgender, purple-haired, you know, looks like a male, but maybe has breasts and stubble, and you don't know, and you don't even know what to say. You're like, thank you, sir, Matt. I'm not trying to be a bigot to you. I don't know what to call you. I don't know how to react to you. I don't know how to just acknowledge you without possibly offending you, right? So you just want me to pretend like this isn't a thing. Mm. When you, when you, you know, choose... I'm not saying that being gay is always a choice. I'm not saying that at all, and I've never said that. But being gay married, having children in a gay relation, you know, in a gay marriage relationship with all the hoops and things that you have to go through to make all that happen, you're making a whole bunch of deliberate decisions to present a family structure that is not the quote norm. And I don't mean that's abnormal necessarily. I just mean it's it's not the majority of families. So yeah. forgive society if that's not noticed. I mean, if that happens to be noticed, you know, mm-hmm. that's my mm-hmm. point. No, so anyway, I, I, I should wrap up with that. I got to go get my kid. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for episode 134 of Justified Pursuit. We'll have to get to what's going on in Africa next time because that is some crazy stuff. Kill the white man. Kill the farmers. Not good, man. Not good. Uh, and then you see uh, that there was a lady kidnapped in Haiti, a nurse who runs a chair, a Christian nonprofit with her Haitian husband. It came up in church on Sunday. She's visited my church. They're a, a ministry we support. And then it popped up on my news feed today because now it's national news. Is she dead. They don't know her and her, her and their son, I think son or daughter, their, their four-year-old are gone. 
just ter- terrible, terrible. Yeah, and I got my youth pastor trying to get me to go to Haiti with him next year for a mission trip, which may have been related to this, and so maybe canceled on him. Yeah. Well, but anyway, mm, tough stuff. Great uh, for Africa right. and for Haiti and for that lady. Yeah. Well, we'll do it again next week. Uh, it's been real. Astro still suck for Chisholm Cook. <laughs> I'm Cable Smith, and we'll catch you next time. Defending world champion Houston Astros. This was packed on a Monday. Everybody was wearing a redneck looking joint called the Dewdrop Inn. Well, I stuffed my hair up under my hat and told the bartender that I had a flat. And would he be kind enough to give me change for a one?